Kayla, and I am the host of the Healing Inspires podcast. Um, I created this podcast in hopes to inspire you to take a leap of faith in creating a life that honors who you really are at your core. Um, You know, we all go through trials and tribulations and trauma, and it's just part of our journey. And here I want to encourage you to lean in, stand tall, push forward, and face those battles within you. I want to bring my listeners a variety of ideas around healing, growth, change, and connection in hopes to inspire conscious living and creating a life that you absolutely love and you look forward to every single day. Hello everyone, welcome to episode one of the Healing Inspires podcast. I'm super excited to get this thing going. It's been something that I've been working on for literally months. Um, You know, I got my website kind of up and running and I have really been trying to nail down the focus of what I want to create and contribute Um, for anyone who is interested and anyone who can benefit from what I've researched and what I've come to understand and just what I want to put out here. Um, So I'm really excited to share um, sort of my journey and hopefully really bring useful tools And other, you know, I'd like to introduce y'all to other creators and people who have done incredible work that I've found that I have found so helpful and hopefully you will too. Um, But yeah, so that's really the plan here. It's just to give back in terms of what folks have um, kind of given to me, Um, whether it be books I've read other providers, whether they're, you know, mental health providers, um, coaches, uh, different theories that have been really helpful in my journey and my healing. And I just really would like to be a voice of those things, you know, like, Hey, look at, take a look at this, take a look at that. And, um, hopefully, uh, y'all will find it useful. But for the first episode, I would really kind of like to talk about sort of this idea of self-exploration and self-care and really figuring out, you know, who you are. Um, I think it's so easy for us to be super reactive in this life because we have so much stimulation around us all the time between our phones, social media, just everything around us is so stimulating and it can be really easy to get lost and not check in with yourself. And, you know, there are ideas around self-care that, you know, you're just consuming more things and it's like, is that really taking care of yourself? And so I kind of want to explore some of that. Um, But yeah, I want to pose the question of, you know, how well do you know yourself? Who who are you at your depth? Do you know, you know, what you what you like, what you dislike? Do you know what you avoid? 
Do you know what hurts you? Do you know, you know, at your core, who you want to be in this world? Do you know, have you thought about what matters when the end of your days come, you know? And if you were to look back on this day, this week, this month, would you be satisfied with how you're doing things? And um, especially coming into the new year, so often we have this idea of new year, new me, I'm going to get all my New Year's resolutions going. And I think that setting goals is great. That's awesome. But at the same time, it's like this future self who you're fantasizing about becoming instead of diving into who you are right now. And it's just like this other way to avoid ourselves, if that makes any sense. Um, I have been my whole life, I've been perpetually like um, setting goals and like trying to hustle, you know, Brene Brown calls it hustling for your self-worth. And I mean, I've been doing that my entire life where it's like, maybe if I do this, maybe if I do this, I'll be better. Da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, and um, another person I like to listen to, her name's Carla and she calls it perfectionistic fantasies of who do you want to be this idea of, Oh, if I was skinnier, you know, I would be, I would be happy. Or if I was in a relationship, I would be happy. You know, it's like whatever this point of lack that you have that would create your happiness. And then a lot of times people get it and they're like, well, I'm still not happy. I don't understand. And that's, that's really why I'm posing that question of like, have you really explored yourself? Do you know how you tick? Do you know why you do what you do? Do you know the, the triggers that make you mindlessly zone out? And um, I'm kind of a nerd with the neuroscience uh, and like kind of how our patterns are ingrained. And I get pretty hyper-focused on like, asking people, you know, what are your patterns? What, when, you know, when you're feeling bad, what does that look like? And, you know, I have my own history of just having struggling with substance abuse and struggling with um, eating and exercising and social media and just like all these external things, relationships. Um, And it was so much based around the fact that I wasn't ever really checking in with me. It's like I was trying to constantly respond to the stimuli around me and fit into a box that was being presented in front of me instead of really like checking in with myself and saying like, is this, is this what's true? Is this what works for me? Do I actually like this? Do I not like this? I hope that, you know, listening to this, you might think for yourself a little bit about your habits. And if you don't like them, and if you don't like something about your life, you know, you have the power to change it and know that everything you're doing, it's the best you can do right now. There's a saying, like, if you knew better, you would do better. And And I truly believe that. 
once you, and that's why self-exploration is so important. Once you dive in to how you tick, how you operate, what your patterns are, and you really get objective and zoom out and observe those patterns, you can then correct things if you want to, if it's something that you don't like, or if it's something that seems like it's in your way, or, you know, you can reframe it. So I was listening to um, a podcast today about someone saying, basically talking about belief patterns, you have to you have to deal with your beliefs before you're going to be able to make any progress because you can, um, you know, you talk about like body dysmorphia and things like that. Even when the person gets to being um, this quote unquote perfect height, weight, whatever, the way that they look, they still don't see it because there's patterns that have been ingrained in them to criticize the lens that they're looking through is dysfunctional for them. It's not giving, it's not going to, you have to find happiness where you're at, at this very moment, because there's nothing that you're going to do tomorrow. The person that you're trying to be six months from now, whatever, isn't going to be the thing that brings you that joy, that peace, that happiness, that freedom, that comfort. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, exploring who you are and if and it's not even if you like that it's exploring who you are and appreciating all that you are because even those things that we don't like about ourselves they serve a purpose and they serve a purpose until they don't and you have the ability to change them. And it's so much more helpful to change things about yourself if you so choose when you understand why you're doing them. Um, getting, you know, it's getting to the root of things. I think that, you know, that's pretty common knowledge at this point with just how prevalent, you know, people talk about mental health and all that, especially with the pandemic. Um, And I think there is a lot of awareness around taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally. But, you know, you can go to therapy every single week and not really be working on anything. Um, You know, as a as a licensed social worker and um, a therapist, I have, you know, I've had my own therapy in with people who weren't really serving me. I mean, I went to therapy. I thought I was doing the right thing and it felt good. I left feeling good, but I never really worked on anything. I walked in there for someone to validate all my little like neuro pathways and my freaking habits only to leave therapy and be like, you know, nothing's changing. I'm just going in there. It's just, they're not all a good fit. And you at some point have to hold yourself accountable to be like, are we really working on anything in here? Are we really like doing any work? I'm a big fan of cognitive behavioral therapy and all the little branches off of CBT. I think that they're very useful. Those skill sets are things that I don't, you know, I wish we would be teaching children at a young age. I know I'm teaching my child those types of skill sets because those for me were life changing. You know, when I was able to manage my thoughts and beliefs, and that was part of that self exploration, when I was able to manage my thoughts and beliefs, I 
completely changed my approach to life. I was able to control my anxiety. I was able to not have to depend on medication to control my anxiety. And that was something I never imagined was possible. I thought my my body would always do this thing where I would just have this response of stress and anxiety and really all and you know all it was it was a physical manifestation of thoughts and beliefs I had in my head that I wasn't aware of. I didn't even realize that I had them. And all of that, you know, took time to figure out. It took dedication and time and focus to figure out, but it was so worth it. It was so worth it to figure out how I ticked, how I operated to have freedom, freedom on the other side, you know? And so that's really, some. that's what's kind of inspired me at this point in terms of different, there's so many modalities, you know, it's not one size fits all. That's something that worked for me and it may not work for you, but you don't know if you're not trying anything. And I can tell you this, something that you're trying to obtain in the future and you can grind it out and you can get there. But if you haven't realized, if you haven't dealt with the, the beliefs and the patterns that you have, you're not going to obtain that bliss and happiness that you think you are. That bliss and happiness has to come now. Like it has to come first before then when you obtain whatever goals, whatever things. But if you haven't dealt with yourself, you're going to still be in the same situation. Trust me. I've done it. I went to, you know, I joined the army thinking that I was going to get worth in myself. I went and got a degree and a corporate job thinking I was going to get worth in myself. I went and got a master's degree thinking I was going to get worth in myself. No, no, no. It wasn't until I paused and started looking within, focusing on the moment, focusing on the now, that I started to actually find that peace find that happiness, find that freedom, find that joy, and to really be able to make sense of what was going on. And so that kind of brings me to my next point, which is something that kind of was brought to the forefront of my mind recently by um, a new friend of mine. And it's just slowing down, really slowing down. And that will help bring clarity in whatever it is that you're trying to work on, explore, understand, you know, really taking a moment to pause. There's so many people who talk about meditation and how the benefits and, and I believe in that, you know, I don't meditate enough, but I'd like to, that's one of my kind of like, I guess you want to have goals or whatever for new year's, you know, is, trying to spend more time slowing down, meditating, and really pausing. Because every moment can be cherished, even the worst, even the worst. And, you know, I've had glimpses of this in my life where, you know, 
things are going subpar, or actually, no, let's say this, things are going bad, things are going bad. And, you know, I've had points in my life where I'm so high on life that I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling so much anger. I'm so alive. And it's like, what? That's crazy. Mind you, that's a really like hard place to be at. And I'm not there all the time at all. Like, goodness, I wish, but it is possible, you know, and even if you can start getting glimpses of that appreciation, even for those negative moments, and even for those negative and uncomfortable feelings that occur, that is a beautiful thing. That is such a beautiful thing. And I really do. I do think slowing down is a huge part of being able to deal with yourself and love yourself, care for yourself. And, you know, it's just, and it's hard to do. It's uncomfortable. You know, one of the big things that I um, am focused on in this, in this, you know, brand or journey and what I'm doing with this podcast is about leaning into discomfort. You know, when you choose to say, I'm going to be uncomfortable, I'm going to do this thing that doesn't feel good because I know that it's going to start paving a new path in my mind, paving a new way for me to be that I desire because this old path that I'm going down constantly isn't working. It's not working for me. And that is just such a hard thing to do. But when you start making that a habit, it gets easier. There's a guy I listened to. Um, I can't think of his name, but he taught, well, there's a couple of them, but um, they talk about taking cold showers every day. And I've seen like people like do, who do jumping into cold pools and stuff like that. And it really is a great exercise of taking an opportunity to basically tell your brain, like, this is going to suck, but we're doing it because I'm in charge. You're not. And we're going to do this. And, you know, that's, that's really about stepping back and being objective. That's that like consciousness, that awareness of it's not what you want to do. You know, comfort is such a double edged sword. You know, it's like everyone wants comfort, but sometimes it's like comfort is where things like go to die. It's like, oh God, you know, if you're really, really comfortable and complacent, that's up to you. That's up to you. If, if that's what you're good with and if you don't have any issues with that, who am I to judge? But, but my point is, is that putting yourself in situations where you have to do something really is powerful in wiring the brain to challenge itself. And um, that takes practice. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it's like changing any kind of habit that we have. They get so ingrained and they, I had a friend tell me like, I think it was routine is addict is addictive. And that's so true, you know, and don't get me wrong. A routine can be so helpful. It can create so much security around you. And that is lovely. 
and everything is a balance, you know, I'm not saying go run around and create havoc in your life. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say, but pick something, you know, pick something that's important to you that is meaningful to you that you're willing to get uncomfortable about to make it something that is more aligned with who you want to be. That's really what I'm saying. The next thing I want to talk about is um, this other idea about not forcing things. So it's kind of like the other end of that discomfort. Sometimes you do have to say, you know what, we're doing this. Come on, brain. We're going to go get in that cold shower, like it or not. Um, and, And then sometimes we shouldn't, you know, you can't force it. You know, you can't force your way through um, negative situations all the time. Sometimes they're meant to be experienced. Sometimes they're meant to be, that's also part of that explore. That's the other side of the exploring yourself. You know, the more that we get to know ourselves and appreciate ourselves for who we are, the better that we feel, love and accept who you are as you are. Um, and you know, lastly, I really want to touch on, I just sort of wrap things up is really taking care of yourself. And this is such an interesting thing to me. I chose to take a year off social media, um, January one last year. And so I was on there a little bit because of work. Um, but I, I mostly, I didn't scroll. I really didn't post. I I stayed off of it. And it was crazy to really get that break. And um, my brain definitely replaced it for a period with like other options that weren't like specifically social media. So like um, it was like news or YouTube or whatever. And I, and I noticed that pretty quickly. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. My brain is just really needing to be occupied. It does not want to sit with me (laughs) right now. It wants someone to entertain it. And anyway, how I tie that in with, you know, taking care of yourself is really recognizing what self-care is for you. You know, I think there's a lot of interesting things out there on social media that are encouraging people to consume, 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 and they're calling it self-care. Girl, have that glass of wine. It's self-care. Or have that that ice cream. It's self-care. Or whatever, you know, and, or sit on social media and scroll or scroll on TikTok for three hours. That's your self-care. And I'm not saying that that isn't true. I'm only saying, is that really your self-care? Is that really what you want to do with your time? Or is it being taken from you? Is it something that subconsciously, like you're just in that habit loop, that you're doing it just automated. It's automated behavior. And if that's the case, I would just challenge you to go, because I would just challenge you to look at those automated behaviors and go, is this really taking care of me? Um, Is this really making me feel good? Is this really lighting up my life? 
Um, I was complete. I mean, I've grown up on social media. I had um, a MySpace at freaking 14. I had a live journal. Y'all can go peep that if you want. It's on the internet somewhere and it is, I can't get it off. I mean, or I don't have the effort to get it off, but you know, I, I mean, I was sharing my thoughts at, on the internet from 14 forward and uh, I never really understood the monster that it was and and the monster it became as we all really participated in it and taking this time off and taking this time away from it really for me has um, made it clear that I want established really established boundaries around it for me in my life because it can get so out of control and so consuming and and I'm consuming it and it doesn't make me feel good. So it's been a big thing that I'm choosing to, you know, as I, the year ends and I've taken my year off as I venture back on to participating a little bit, definitely having boundaries around it because it just doesn't make me feel good at times. There's things, and, and when it doesn't, and don't get me wrong, the beauty of it is when it doesn't make me feel good now I can notice it really quickly. I can go, ooh, I was in a really good mood. And then I looked at that and that didn't make me feel good. And then that's an opportunity for me to explore why. Why does that not feel good? What am I, what is my, what am I saying to myself about this? Am I saying that, you know, is there a lack in my life? Or um, you know, or is it making me sad or is it depressing me? Like what, what is it doing? And then I can go, Hmm, that's interesting. I must, I must not feel like I have this thing in my life. Do I want this thing in my life? You know? And it just gives you so many opportunities to ask questions and those questions can be really helpful in getting to know yourself and Inevitably becoming the person that you want to be, the person that um, you're aligned with fully, that you're living your values, you're living the things that are meaningful, important to you. And that's and that's what I want for you. And that's what I want for me. And that's what um, that's why I'm really working on this, because uh, I've spent a long time in my life trying to find meaning and find um, joy, freedom, happiness, security, so many things. And I always was in a place of lack. And the reality was is that my mind was trained a certain way. And I had a certain path loop in my brain that I was stuck on. And it wasn't until I took a pause and I stopped and I started exploring and slowing down and quit trying to force things and really taking care of myself. Did I realize, okay, this is what's going on. And then I could make, take steps towards fixing it and fixing it has been a beautiful journey. It's been beautiful to be able to create friendships, meaningful, authentic friendships, relationships with family, relationships with coworkers, 
people that I care about, people that I want to be invested in, and people that I want to show up as my best self in my life as I, you know, interact in my day to day, my clients, you know, there's so many areas where me being solid in myself is really giving me that opportunity to pour into others. But, you know, the saying is true. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So you really have to do the work and taking the time to do the work. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing selfish about that. There's nothing you, you have to, you have to, and we all, we all have trauma. We all have things in our lives that have been difficult, hard, scary. And that's part of the journey. And if you didn't experience those hard things, you'd never know the sweetness of the other side, you know, that peace, that joy, that freedom, the comfort, and just feeling good. So anyway, that's really all I have for you today in this uh, episode one of the Healing Inspires podcast. I hope that you will check out my website, follow me on Instagram. Um, I've got a Twitter up. I'm not really super active on it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm hoping to really have an opportunity to bring a lot more, um, ideas and specific ways that have either worked for me or worked for people I know to explore yourself and really get in touch with something that can help you heal and help you get on a journey and a path that feels right to you. So That's all I've got. You guys take care. Thank you.